0: That one, year number four, it's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 243 of a Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming from Sandusky, Ohio and spring is right around the corner here. Unfortunately, we live on a really long block because winter is still hanging on. This is my second episode in uh, my series on why I truly believe American NFL fans would love the AFL. And in a moment, I am going to be joined by Rick Shabani. Rick is an American footy fan. He plays for the LA Dragons in the USAFL. He's an avid NFL fan, and, and quite frankly, he is a huge friend of the podcast. Uh, if you've uh, listened to the podcast for a long time, I have mentioned uh, Rick in the past. I've had him on a couple of times, but he was actually the first person that I reached out to, and I didn't know who he was at the time, on Twitter when I was coming up with this idea of doing the uh, footy podcast. And uh, he didn't tell me that I was crazy for doing that. It took him a while before he came to that conclusion. <laughs> so we're going to be uh, jumping into talking about why NFL fans would probably love this game if they spent a little bit of time checking it out and figuring out how it works. So before we dive in though, uh, the club of the episode, and I do this for your episode, for those of you who may be new to the show, I give a shout out to a local footy club. Um, sometimes they're here in the U S more often than not, they are in Australia though. Uh, but today's club of the episode are the Caroline Springs Lakers. And, uh, Well, there's a reason why I'm doing this one, because uh, Rick actually went and uh, spent a year playing for Caroline Springs in Victoria before COVID broke out. Uh, The club was conceived back in 2002 when the community began working to see if there'd be interest in having a club in the community. And they had an overwhelming response from what I've read, and we're here today. They've got 12 teams from under age, under, under nine, all the way up through seniors on both the men's and women's sides, while also running an Auskick program. And the senior women's side, they open up their 2023 fixture on the 15th of April, facing off against the VU Western Spurs. And they are members of the Western Region Football League in Victoria, and they play their games at the Town Center Oval in Caroline Springs. And Lakers, I want to wish you the absolute best this year in 2023. Now, before we dive into that, though, I did want to take one other quick moment here and... uh, reflect back on one of the teams that I gave a shout out to in a previous episode and that are that being the uh, the Tracy Village Razorbacks from the Northern Territories and I featured them back in episode 223 which seems like a long time ago because that's 20 episodes ago but if you've been following I've put out 17 preview episodes for the 18 clubs so far in the last couple of weeks so that hasn't been that long of a period of time it was early May excuse me early February that I did that But uh, like I said, I featured them in episode 223 after I had seen a a social media post uh, about one of their 12 and under players, Anthony, who had suffered a very serious uh, arm and wrist injury back in early February. And it looked like he was being an absolute trooper about it. Now, while Anthony is recovering from that injury, his teammates have picked up the slack with his absence and have continued their quest towards a premiership. And this past Monday, they had a huge second half in their... uh, game to find themselves now playing in the grand final this weekend after coming up from the number four position on the ladder so Razorbacks go out and get that premiership I can't wait to see you guys singing your club song after hoisting that trophy best of luck to you everybody so let's go ahead and jump into my chat with uh, Rick Shaibani as we talk about why NFL fans would love the AFL if they gave it a shot all right ladies and gentlemen we are back to talk to people about the nfl and why nfl fans would love the afl if they were to check it out and i am joined by a guest who is no stranger to the podcast he's been on a couple of different times he is a member of the la dragons of the usafl he also spent a year playing in australia with the caroline springs lakers who have some great questions that they wrote for that episode uh I am thrilled to welcome Rick Shibani back to the podcast. Rick, thanks for coming on, man.
1: Yeah, uh, always a pleasure, Craig. It's good to be back. It's been a while, but um, yeah, we've got a new footy season coming up, of course, both uh, in the AFL, of course, and, and stateside. So plenty to talk about and gridiron, you know, yes, as yeah. the audience would say, the only other country that calls it soccer. And I mean, I guess Americans sometimes call it gridiron, but, you know, Football, gridiron, American yeah. football. Yep. My dad still calls it American football as a Brit, which I still find amusing. He's well, been in the states for thirty years,
0: and I'm like, dad, <laughs> well, and, and, but that's I, that's just that's what he was raised with. That's what he, that's what he knows. So, I mean, it's gonna, and, and I think you know, even even you know, an, an Australian expat that lives here in the U.S. for thirty years would probably still be calling it gridiron or American football.
1: Mm. Exact point in
0: time, and probably still calling soccer soccer because I'm you not know, if they're already calling it that there with the soccer rules and such. Yeah, so you know we're going to talk about the NFL a little bit. We're going to talk about the AFL as well here because yeah, the my my thesis, if you will, is that that if NFL fans discovered Australian football, if they have not done so yet, that. If they gave it a fair shake and they really looked at it a little bit, uh, they would probably fall in love with it. Am I am I bat batshit crazy with that thought?
1: <laughs> oh, not in the slightest. You know, it's 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 funny to think about because like I know like during COVID when so many sports were shut down except footy, and we had that one little golden time period of where footy was out in the open and right. exposed for the whole world to see essentially. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to think about. Cause I mean, you know, I, I'd love to see more gaps being bridged. You know, I had mm-hmm. a handful of friends in Australia who, uh, who were more interested in gridiron or, uh, watched it occasionally and watching the super bowl on a Monday morning in blazing hot Melbourne weather was <laughs> was a fun experience, but no, yeah, there's there's a surprising amount of, of you know an appetite. I mean, I know there's always a lot of old school footy fans who uh, who are a bit purist and they think gridiron's a little too slow paced and compared to footy it is.
0: But oh, I would I absolutely agree you, with that. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I do think your thesis is um, pretty accurate because you know most Americans that I show footy to think it's crazy and uh, they they wonder. You know, like, how how do more people not know about this? And I think there's definitely an appetite there. And, you know, the the fact that that there is, you know, these nice little communities of expats in America who, you Mm -hmm. know, I have plenty of Aussie friends out here historically. Um, Maybe not this past year because the Rams sucked, but they've had tickets in the past and or they've gone to USC games. And, Um, yeah, when when Aussies move over here and, and kind of immerse themselves in the Yank sporting culture, it's hard to avoid American football, right? You
0: know, I, I I hate to bring it up, but there is an entirely second NFL team in Los Angeles right now.
1: There most definitely is. Yes, Chargers yes. Which, okay.
0: which I'm still I'm still a little chafed about that. I am a Browns fan, but the first NFL game I went to was a San Diego Chargers Kansas City Chiefs game in 1970, mm. and and I instantly became a fan of. Uh, he just passed away about a month ago. Uh, their quarterback, John Hadle. Who looked anything mm-hmm. but like a quarterback. He was a little pudgy, bald guy. <laughs> but he threw four touchdowns that day. They won 37-13. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh um, and actually got to stay for the entire game, if I'm not mistaken, because my, my grandfather was driving rather than my dad. Uh so that was that was a nice change of pace there because I never got yeah. to stay for an entire game of anything with my dad because gotta beat the traffic out of the out of the parking lot. Oh,
1: it's yes. a nightmare. I it's funny because um well, yeah, I mean, uh, Qualcomm Stadium, the old one where the Chargers played before they moved to L.A. was, um, yeah, they, they knocked it down a couple of years ago and rebuilt a new one strictly for San Diego State football, of course. But, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of in the middle of everything in San Diego. And, you know, it, the, the game day experience there is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of college football, I actually do tend to follow college gridiron more than the NFL these days. and that's another great connection with the Aussies because it's hard to find someone who doesn't know that there are Aussies who can kick pretty far and uh-huh. they can casually incorporate a bit of footy technique into the punting. So that's, that's always fun to see.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you know, I've, you know, I, but uh, now are you, are you a Rams fan since you live in Los Angeles then?
1: I am not. Um, okay. so growing up in virginia and having a mom from you know more or less the dc area i I actually grew up with you know redskins commanders whoever you want to call them but um definitely an organization that can't seem to stop tripping over its own feet but you know we've had some fleeting success occasionally it's Mm -hmm. just we we like many other NFL franchises have awful ownership. So it's definitely a frustrating experience. But I mean, you know, my mom was all grew up in like the glory days when they right, won right. the Super Bowls under Gibbs and and of course, some um, uh again, tying it back to the Aussies, um, we were one of the clubs that gave Savraka a a chance to bridge the gap between Footy and Gridiron. Because of course he was a Collingwood mm-hmm. legend who uh was, you know inescapable in the nineties. And uh of course his brother played too. And uh they both tried the NFL, but Sav was a bit more successful, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, he played for the Redskins at the time and the Eagles. So he was he was one of the guys who um who first really made an impact as an Aussie playing pro gridiron because for so many years it just didn't really happen.
0: Yeah, you're right. So so what what elements of the AFL of Australian football, do you see that would likely be relatable or translatable to an NFL fan who hasn't experienced it before?
1: Well, I think it's just the, the, the atmosphere, the passion of the fans. Like, I mean, it, it, footy's unique in that way. I mean, you know, I know we all love making fun of the fan bases. And I know we, you know, but we all love footy. And it's it's as Brett Kirk would say. <laughs> but um no i think it's um you know just the unique atmosphere of a footy game and i know you haven't experienced it yet hopefully this year when you're if you have a chance to finally go down under but it's a it might sound cliche but the mcg it, it's a shrine it's not mm-hmm. a stadium. you you walk in and you feel the history it's it's incredible to think about my dad who again is a brit and uh obviously grew up uh familiar with cricket uh he didn't, until I told him, he didn't make the connection that the MCG was as important to footy as it is to cricket. But okay. being distracted, you know, NFL, I think NFL fans, they can relate to that. They can relate to the passion that everyone has for their club. They can relate to, you know, the the, the thrill of being at a grand final or being at a Super Bowl and, you know, breaking down balling because their their team finally – snap a streak, like, you know, Sydney Swans, of course, famously did that in 05, you know, 72 right, years, right. or something like that. And, I mean, to that element of sports is universal. And I think also just the AFL just seems so outlandish because there's no other sport like it in terms of constant handballing, constant action, yes. big it, hits, speckies. Of course, yeah. everyone notices the speckies. Right, right. And that's the biggest thing Americans just, you know, when their jaw hits the floor, they're like, wait a minute over people yes yeah i mean i i've I've
0: shown yeah and i'm and i i don't know if you have one of these but i have i have a doc somewhere in my files online on drive that has eight or ten different youtube videos at the ready to to click on and you know and say hey watch this one check this one out you know so i don't know if i'm too i don't know if i'm too much of a fanboy by by doing that that's that that way or not but i mean i've shown i've shown you like you know the the big hits clips to my students and the the ones with like you know the the greatest you know top 50 marks or the le- the best mark of the last 20 years and such and it's especially the, the kids who do play football they play gridiron football at the school they they're their eyes get big like saucers when they see what these guys are capable of and when they see the size of the ground compared to a gridiron field they're just they're shocked by how big it is compared to what they play on
1: right and again, I think with, I think that that shock and awe kind of translates a little bit um, again to the Aussie punters because you know when when a punter goes viral for seventy six yards, who is it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's an Aussie. Ninety nine percent of the time, they've, Absolutely. they've won. Uh, I think it's five of the last seven Ray Guy awards in college football. Yeah, for those who don't know, that's best punter in the nation, of course. And I think you know, again, it's it's amazing. To see that, of course, and to see the skills translate. But so many Americans don't have that reference point. Like they've never seen an actual Aussie take a torpedo with a Sharon from back in the eighties. So I think um, you know, it's it's inevitably a little bit lost in translation. But again, that there's that interest that's sparked and people can go home and be like, Huh, why are aussies so good at this one specific kick? And sooner or later, you know, a quick Google search later, they'll probably find footy.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's but unfortunately, I don't think we have nearly enough people who are that inquisitive.
1: Yeah. So, so I, I think how, we are kind of creatures of habit. Yeah. As, just as Americans in sports in general. You know, it's always right, right. football, baseball, basketball, the, the the logical ones, you know, the ones yeah. that you're used to growing up. Yeah. So and,
0: and if you're an NFL fan listening to this, and again, I'm I'm hoping to get this in front of as many different NFL fans as possible. You know, I I fell in love with this game about it's been almost 7 years ago now and and Rick you've been playing how long
1: um yeah uh, since 2015
0: 2016ish okay so yeah. so yeah just a a few years longer but you've actually been participating in it and actually spent a year yeah. playing the game in Australia which is you know a was a huge jump to do that and as you said that was a very if i remember correctly you said that was a very big jump in terms of talent level and such and the skill level and you you know you really had to work and it really helped you hone your game and improve improve yourself quite a bit there
1: oh a hundred percent and it's inevitable you know i'm certainly not the first to uh be be a a yank who's played at you know the local footy level you know long tradition of a lot of great rebos players a lot of great usafl players over the years but yeah Mm -hmm. it was um a unique experience for sure and obviously you've got to up your game and obviously you're gonna to have to unlearn some bad habits but you know the willingness to learn and the willingness to just put your hand up and be physical and you know because even if you're not the most skilled player you can still be physical you can still run you can still give all the all the one percenters uh-huh. and I think that's also a uh, uh, something that um that translates to NFL because you know just the intensity and the passion that everyone plays with in pro football. Like you know that for some of them, you know, the odds are stacked against them in terms of having the hall of fame career or even a career that lasts seven or eight years, you know, Mm. and footy's a cruel game in the same way, you know, in terms of like some people just get unlucky with injury. Some people just, you know, don't have the work ethic to put in the hard yards. So I think you know both the negative and the positive emotions mm-hmm. of both sports really translate well, but the passion's undeniable because right. you know these are world-class athletes. You know these guys are just the cream of the crop. So,
0: I think I think they're I think they're at the zenith of mm-hmm. athletes. I think they I mean, just with yeah. the the running that they you know that they're doing and just the distances that they're covering and just yeah. stop and go change of directions you know all the all the different skills that they have to incorporate in the game is something that you know as we saw as we saw with the 49ers game this past week or the week yeah this past week you know not everybody on the team can throw a ball
1: yeah and and again when injuries strike they frequently strike very hard but um you don't want to talk about being unlucky with injuries ladies and gentlemen the san francisco 49ers that was their quarterback
0: yeah their quarterback and and
1: especially that you know like I mean, the Purdy injury didn't look that bad at first, but he's going to have to do a whole, the equivalent of Tommy John surgery for football. Yeah. So, yeah. best so. best wishes to him. That's a rough surgery and a rough recovery. So, yeah, he
0: he may he may. I don't know. They they talked about six months. I I I would be <clears> shocked. <throat> I would be shocked if he played this next year because it's you. They said in, in, in there's um,
1: I heard on the Pat McAfee show the other day. I think it was Pat McAfee that there's um there's typically like um, an experimental thing that they can do that's Mm -hmm. like 85% effective and it can shorten the recovery. So maybe six months might not be unrealistic, but normally that's, you know, it's weird to think about, but I mean, that's the same timeline as an ACL typically. So it's, it's crazy to think about how you get hit in the elbow in the wrong place, and boom, you're in a shit situation. <laughs> Part
0: yeah. of my, knowledge. hey, I, I I spoke the same language a little while ago, so uh-huh. no need to put, yeah. yeah. So you know, we've we've got this game that we both love, and and you know, I I don't watch a lot of NFL anymore. I mean, I'll I'll watch yeah. the Browns play because I guess I'm a, a masochist. <laughs> um, you know, I'll watch Ohio State play because they're kind of the local team, and I'll usually watch the Naval Academy's team play. I don't watch a lot of, yeah, I'm not, I'm not somebody who is glued to, you know, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, the Thursday night game, you know, and, and, you know, the ones, you know, trying to find places to watch all this stuff on the NFL Sunday ticket. But, but I am watching, I am watching all of the footy and, and, you know, I, I think that it's, it fits so nicely here In the United States, if you're not a baseball fan, if you're if you're an NFL fan, if you're a a gridiron or a college football fan, footy is something that I think is just a natural progression. If you're if you if you're not a baseball fan, because it fits right into the it's it's almost like you know doing like a dissection and taking that that schedule out that end of March through beginning of October schedule out and dropping footy in there in the exact place, and it's almost a perfect fit.
1: Right. Yeah, it's it's it really is. And I think that was what it, um that was another thing that was convenient for me when I first started watching and mm-hmm. playing footy. I think, um yeah, it, it was definitely. Yeah, it's an easy transition to kind of switch off your gridiron brain and switch on your footy brain. And right. thankfully, there's there's fantasy and Super League and Super Coach and in uh in both sports or whatever it's it's called in your sport there's the equivalent so Mm -hmm. i did not do fantasy football this past year thank god i would never have had the time for it but um i do think um yeah and i do think there's definitely um yeah you know like the summer sports calendar yeah again if if you're not a fan of baseball it's it's pretty dry in in the northern hemisphere summer right right um if you're a yank of course but i think um you know, yeah, it, it's definitely something that can uh, that can keep your interest and uh, give you something to explore. So I think um, the challenge is just you know the practical stuff like the time difference and the cost of the Watch AFL app for some people. But you know, for the fans th- like you and me, Craig, of course, it's uh, it's yeah. all worth it.
0: Yeah. Well, and and you know, hopefully, hopefully the AFL will get their act together and Fox sports here in the states will get their act together and get round one on television here yeah you know, we may not get yeah. every game we may not get every game but you know even for somebody who's a novice who's just you know starting to check out the game like the when you first started watching and when I first started watching yeah. you know we, we we didn't jump right in and you know become an international you know member of our club and spend 120 dollars on the watch AFL app I wouldn't recommend yeah. I wouldn't recommend anybody doing that yet. Hmm. but but you know I, I okay maybe i would but um but i would i would strongly suggest if you get a chance to watch you know the games on fs1 fs2 or if you happen to have fox soccer plus you know dvr them and you know don't don't you know if you want to stay up and watch the game that starts at two o'clock in the morning go for it but you know if you want to watch it at, you know noon the next day or whatever the following evening and just to see what the game is all about i would strongly encourage you to do that because i, I think it's the greatest game on the planet but it's also one that does not get marketed here very well and this is a massive yeah. market for the game so that was kind of where we were where i wanted to go next you know and I, i've argued that you know if we could get one percent of the u.s population interested in this game that's 10 percent of australia's population
1: most definitely roughly and, uh it's crazy to think about but yeah no that's a that's a perfect illustration and i think um yeah it's it's definitely you know i think um in terms of getting americans to stay invested in because you uh-huh. know a lot of people like it for the novelty they think you know it's just this crazy aussie thing that you know silly americans wouldn't get you know it's just too complex and it's funny because right. like, you know I know the people, you know, the the rugby supporters typically are the ones who call it aerial ping pong as a, as a, as a jab. But I think, you know, a lot of Americans, you know, they think it's so chaotic at first, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the more footy you watch, the more, the more of a rhythm there is to it. There Mm -hmm. is a real logic in terms of, there is a real coaching style too. You know, it, it, a lot of people think, oh, you know, how do you even coach this? It seems like everyone just has to improvise, but there's obviously very set structures and even if you even if you don't play the game and know Mm -hmm. the game from that perspective you know it's it's i mean the best footy teams you know when, when geelong are at their finest you know it looks like ballet it's it's just there's a rhythm to it there's just such you know you can feel it through the crowd you can you can feel the momentum building when they're really clicking and i think that's the same thing as you know watching an air raid offense, you know, watching Pat Mahomes really his stride on, on the gridiron. And again, those are the universal moments where, you know, even if you've never seen a footy game before, or even mm -hmm. if you've never seen a gridiron game before, you know, you can feel the energy and that's something that, you know, brings people together and that's a camaraderie that people remember about their sports teams. And that's the thing that can, you know, something you can hang your hat on when, you know, uh, when life happens and you and you you can just get around the fans and get around a sport that everyone loves
0: well i would i would argue I would even say that it is a beautiful game and oh, awesome. I don't, and I don't, and, you know just because and i don't mean like yeah i I guess there is some pageantry involved with it, but it's you know there's there's a lot you know i i think in many ways you know the 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 pageantry about the game itself is like is is much more reserved than say the NFL, Uh, maybe Mm -hmm. proper, proper might be, and maybe that still is kind of the influence of, you know, the whole, you know, being part of the the realm, if you will. Um, I think that's the right word for it. I may get some hate Uh all about that, but uh, you know, um, but uh, it is just, it's a beautiful game and and, and when it's played, you know, when it's played well, I, 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 I just, I'm, I get lost in it and it's just whether, it, you know, whether it's the men's comp, the women's comp um, you know, which again, you know, if you're here in the, the U S yes, there is a women's league that's been going on now for there is. eight or nine seasons now. Close uh, maybe, to it. I, I think, think maybe eight, eight seasons coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's, it's, it's been improving every single year, you know, so let me ask hey, you this.
1: You, you have seen the ladies give it a crack. It's awesome. But um, yeah, yeah, and and I think, um, and I, I like what you're saying there, you know, it is a beautiful game, you know, all, all due respect to the late uh, Mr. Pele, but uh, I, there is something beautiful about footy. And I think one thing that's a little bit hard to describe, and I guess I, I kind of see it more coming from the America perspective, because, you know. Being surrounded by the NFL, the NBA, MLB, all these leagues that, you know, no question they're bigger than they've ever been, but they're Mm -hmm. also as, you know, corporate as they've ever been. And I think there's there's a charming old school vibe to footy where the, the traditions matter and people can still you know, like you know, the grandparent fans, they can still remember the flag from the fifties or sixties, you know. Right, right. And and because it's it's such a uniquely Australian game and such it's such a grassroots game as well, you know, like I mean we have that in football too being grassroots, but it's not the same. And I think right. um and again, of course we don't have a gigantic network of local footy like um they do in Australia. So I think um but yeah there's something that's it's hard to describe, but there's definitely a charming old school vibe to footy and i know there's too many rule changes i know some people might at the risk of getting too controversial some people might you know not not like a certain politically correct take that the afl it chooses to take but uh-huh. I mean, footy is still such a fun game it's such a pure <laughs> game because it's all about effort size doesn't matter gender doesn't matter race doesn't matter you just have to run hard you have to right, right. play your guts out you have to run your guts out you have to be the air for your teammate have his back literally and i i yeah. reckon you know the, again those are all universal lessons in sports yeah. but the bonds that you forge in footy those are special and i definitely have a unique vibe with my footy friends in australia my footy friends in la compared to everybody else mm-hmm. and that's yeah. not me playing favorites it's just you, it's, it's hard to describe unless you know the culture around footy. And, and it always helps when your culture is surrounded by great human beings. And I've been very lucky and blessed to be surrounded by people in LA and in Melbourne when I played mm-hmm. there who were, who are just quality humans, people who, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're good people. They're good community people. So I think, um, I think that's something that's missing in the NFL these days. I don't think, I think, you know, if you're looking for, you know, the charm and simplicity of, of a sport that's, Relatively untouched by some of the stuff that, you know, like in your case, some of the stuff that causes you to walk away from baseball or right, watch it right. regularly. I think yeah. you know there are some positives there that yeah. NFL fans, you know, and it's not to say that everyone's jaded, but you know, there, there's plenty of people out there who, you know, might not watch it as much as they used to, and I'm I'm one of them sometimes. But I think um, the AFL has the ability to really hook people and keep their interests because mm-hmm. not only is it the excitement from a Yank perspective of, you know, learning all about a brand new sport and devouring this information, just like you and I do, you know, but I think it's also just, you know, uh, the unique things that
0: make footy feel special. Right. Right. And it's, you know, and, and again, you know, this, since this episode is, is kind of geared towards you know, people who are maybe going to be coming into watching the game, you know, one of the, one of the, the things is that you know, sports here in the United States, you know that that to me that relationship between the team and the fans is nothing like the relationship between the club and the and the supporters in Australia. I mean, i I think there's a from what I have been able to gather and from what I've seen, there's a genuine love affair that goes on between the supporters of clubs and the clubs in Australia, and there's also from what I've been able to gather, so many more opportunities for you to actually interact with the people that are part of the club. You know, oh, you, you, no question.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, you. I mean, shoot, my my uh, my mate Anthony Malici uh, back in in Melbourne. His um his mom Mary, shout out to her as well. She's a hardcore dog fan, like even more so than Frode. Sorry, Frod, you, you're you're not the biggest bulldog supporter in the world. <laughs> you, you like to think so, but. I mean, but I mean, Mary Malici. Like every year, she gets a new selfie with the bonds and puts it on on Facebook. It's it's uh-huh. crazy. Like again, yeah, that's something you can get in the AFL that you wouldn't get yeah. in the NFL. have guys I mean, just hang around after a win, even though they're completely exhausted, and you know, just spend some right. time with the the fans who make the atmosphere special.
0: You know, you you live in Los Angeles. I'm gonna guess. Yes, I know it's a big city, but I'm gonna guess that there will never come a time where you're going to walk into the 7-Eleven because you needed to get a Slurpee or you needed to pick up something, and LeBron is going to be on the phone with his wife going, honey, can you pick up a gallon of milk? We're all out of it. That is never going to happen because in in sport here in the U.S., the athletes, and and I'm not begrudging them, I think you get every penny you possibly can, but the athletes in sport here in America, for the most part, are have have been priced out of the orbit that we are in but in in australia you you know you may run into still somebody that you know plays on your favorite club as i as i mentioned on other episodes there's a a gentleman in uh, adelaide who lives right near the port adelaide training ground and he has He's gone to the same coffee shop that their senior coach Ken Hinkley's gone to for years. And they've been, it's been a situation where on a Monday, if the club has won, he's bought the senior coach's coffee. And if they've lost, the senior coach has bought him his coffee. It's just kind of this <laughs> symbiotic thing that's happened for several years. So that's it's incredible. Uh, yeah. It, it's, just, I, it's, it's just, it's, it's just cool. It's funny
1: because, like, um, I mean, well, the irony is that the population of Australia is, you know, only it's smaller than california I, and yeah like i think you know the disconnect like mm-hmm. and, and also just like i mean in america we don't have tall poppy syndrome and i think uh, you know there's more of an incentive for the aussies to stay humble because of that and i, I know it's it's a you know it's a uniquely uh, aussie and kiwi thing kind of but um but no yeah you're right i mean buddy franklin's not making tom brady money as much as he might like in an ideal world but yeah i think there's um yeah you know it it does enhance the community feel of footy Mm -hmm. when you know and adelaide's not a big city either a couple million people there so not out of the question that you might run into a footy player or i mean shoot if you went to the right boarding school in perth or melbourne or wherever you know there's a good chance a few of your classmates went on to play in the afl so right, it's, right. I think it's um, you know, when it, it the whole country is twenty seven million, you know, it yeah. it really does feel like you know it's like it's a really intimate sport in terms of those you know seeing seeing those people being in the same orb as those people.
0: So what are some things do you think that the AFL could do, or even AFL fans could do, you know, in Australia to help to promote the game here? What 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 could the AFL do here to help? Because again, they you know if they garner you know a a big viewership which they might end up then selling international memberships um you know there might be a fro jernhardt for every single club <laughs> in the comp um you know leading to all those shortages of all all the gear in their team store um but you know that money could get channeled into the youth leagues you know the in in the the, the city you know the the local clubs it could get get you know help boost tourism it could help with you know researching player health and that type of thing there's so many things that this could go towards um, that if they were able to do it. So what do you think are some of the things that they could do to actually try to grow the game here?
1: Yeah, um, well, you already kind of touched on it, didn't you, Craig? Like with uh, Fox Sports, the media deal, I know, um, you know, with... Uh, I, I don't even know if McLaughlin's ever going to step down at this rate. I still don't think he has officially. But, um, mm-hmm. but but no, I know last year there was, um you know, he was visiting LA. He was visiting, you know, a few other big media markets in the States, um, presumably to negotiate some type of mega deal. I know that was the rumor. Um, but yeah, getting that done ASAP and providing a consistent avenue to, like you said, DVR game if you're not staying up to the wee hours, all that good stuff. So I think... A media deal is huge. Definitely don't, uh, if we want to do it don't, uh, don't do the Twilight Grand Final because that screws us over in the States. But, and mm-hmm. especially, you know, like with the Dragons, we have our Grand Final function, which is a huge fundraiser for us. Yeah. It's, it's never ideal if, if the game – no one's going to come with the game starting at midnight on a Friday, you know. So it's yeah. definitely um, – That's definitely something that, you know, you panic a little bit when you hear the AFL is considering it just because, you know, who knows? Maybe they're just doing it for the clickbait. Who knows? But it's definitely a debate that keeps popping up. And I would definitely say, you know, if I had if I had unlimited influence at AFL HQ, which I don't, I would definitely (laughs) recommend uh, not to pursue that. Do not Mm -hmm. pursue a Twilight Grand Final because it will screw everything up.
0: Okay. So, also
1: I think um in terms of the money, like, you know, for whether it's for the USAFL or like trying to promote Ozkick more in the States, you know, like th- there's some funding. There's just, you know, it's there's never enough to go around. You know, the AFL, they're still focused on growing it in the rugby states. And 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 there is nothing wrong with that. You know, right, to make right. the game truly Australian, like, you know, Queensland, New South Wales, I get it. Those are fast growing areas. Are they footy states historically? No, but they're worth the investment. And Tassie, of course, the NT, whatever other future states or territories might give it a crack. You know, I'd love to see an NT team now that we know for sure that it has team's coming. Mm-hmm. With that said, I think, um, you know, like it's, it's, um, you know, like the, there's, you know, the AFL is focused on the AFL. And they're focused on growing the game domestically. And any international spending on the other leagues, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, they've still got to help out Fiji and PNG and Ireland and New Zealand and all those other teams that are going to be at the International Cup competing right, against right. the brothers. They've got their own leagues, that, and it's been growing well in a lot of countries, as mm-hmm. anyone who follows the World Footy group on Facebook knows. Uh, shout out to Troy Thompson. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely – yeah, the AFL is very inwardly focused and that's doubly true for the footy media. You know, when the international cup is in Melbourne, they might get a footnote on the third page of the Herald Sun, you know, like it's it's not it's not something that is prioritized in terms of international growth. And hopefully in the future, I mean with the AFL keeps growing every year and I mean COVID obviously threw a monkey wrench into the works, but the attendance is is getting back to where it was and you know, it's still exciting, even with all the rule changes, it's still exciting.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's, <laughs> and it's still, it's, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's the most dynamic game out there. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's, it's just, it, you have to experience it. And I'm not saying in person, because I've only watched a couple of games in person with the USAFL. And again, if you're, if you're here in the United States listening, we've been talking about the USAFL and that, that competition is all over the United States, and there there are clubs that play in. Well, there are about there's close to fifty different clubs in the USAFL, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, right around it's fifty.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know. Then there are clubs in Canada, and there are clubs, you know, all over Europe and all over you know Asia as well. I mean, this is this is a game that is being played all over the world, but it it just hasn't garnered the traction yet to 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 garner the interest of people who would probably be fans of the game if they saw it a couple of times and, and got a chance to really figure out what was going on.
1: Sure. And, and yeah, there's definitely truth to that. There's very much truth to that. I think, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, and, and again, you know, it's, it's something where, um, you know, if, if there's a club in your area, even as a supporter, you know, come down Mm -hmm. and watch, like it's always, whether it's a a tournament in USAFL or if it's just, you know, elsewhere around the world, you know, there's footy clubs all over the place. And the more you research it, the more you realize, wow, you know, seeing an Aussie game go global, I mean, or any, any unique game go global, I mean, however, under the radar it is, you know, it's not making world headlines, but how cool is that? You know, like importing a little slice of Australia everywhere else. And I think that's, that's unique. And that's something that's, that should be embraced.
0: Let me ask you this, because I don't I don't know where the hell this came from, but we have a huge facility here in town that has wh- where did the axe throwing stuff here in the States come from? That's that's just it's just it's it's just taken over. It's been taken off. And, and we've got a place in town here about eight blocks from my house. And and I've not been there because I don't want to go hang out with my family with giving them sharp objects. But uh, <laughs> but supposedly they have like 500 different beers on tap at this place.
1: That might not end well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I mean, it, but, but it just, <laughs> I mean, where, you know, where did that, yo, know, I don't know. I don't know if you've done I, any actual stuff. I've but done it's it. Just... I've done it
1: once. It's, it's harder than it looks. I, yeah. um, there was this little, um, kind of winter village that they set up, um, uh, up near Big Bear or kind of between Big Bear and Lake uh-huh. Arrow, which for all you non Southern California people is high elevation. Um, it, they do get snow. It's about, um, three hours from LA, give or take. So there's some good skiing up there and it's nice in the summer as well. But um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I did some axe throwing there once and I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. But no, yeah. I um, yeah, axe throwing can get big in the States. Why can't footy? You're exactly right.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, no. I have I'm a question not,
1: for I'm, you as well, okay. Craig.
0: Okay, I'm not saying we combine the two things. I, I'm not advocating that at all.
1: Well, uh, there's... <laughs> there, who's that... <laughs> Who is that person who? Um, uh, I'm not, for the record, I'm not a a Harry Potter mega fan by any means. Oh, you're Uh, asking
0: the you're asking the wrong. I've never seen a Harry Potter film because I am
1: right, right. But but there's there's the the debate that Quidditch was directly inspired by footy, and J.K. Rowling, of course, is not Australian, but right, right. It's it's a very it's an eerily similar game. So it's it's um maybe Quidditch inspired Gaelic, and then Gaelic. Who knows? But um, I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's so many sports. I mean, we have the world series of poker on TV. We have bowling on TV. Yeah. We we put footy on
0: TV. Yeah. We get, we get, instead of watching footy, we get, you know, 20 year old coverage of the world series of poker.
1: It's weird.
0: It's just, you know, (laughs) it's, it's just, you know, give, give, give us something fresh. And, and and I, and I, and I, know you said you had a question for me, but the one thing I think that they really could, they could do, and I, I can't think of a better person to work on creating this and, you know, whether it's, you know, behind the scenes or whatever the case may be, is having a weekly highlight show about the AFL that was on FS1 or FS2, where they talked about, you know, they showed highlights of the you know the previous week's games and they maybe previewed, you know, a couple of the games that were going to be on television here in the U.S. and put it on at like, eight or nine o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Instead instead of, you know, the 20 year old poker tournament or, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the uh the, the sure. l- lumberjack hunt bicycles or whatever the hell they happen to have on. You know, it's just it just I just let me let me be in charge for a day. But I i <laughs> may, maybe they come to you for that gig and say, Hey, you want to work out you want to work as part of the production team for this. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Who knows? but I, I do um but yeah, I do have a question for you in terms of looking to the future and mm-hmm. again, tying both NFL and AFL to this in the next decade, what is more likely? an AFL game being played for points in the states, you know, on the west Coast, of course, um because of the time, or an NFL game being played down under, which is more likely in the next decade?
0: You know, part of me thinks it. That... <sighs> I would like to say it'd be the AFL game because they were supposed to have been one already because that's and right. GWS were supposed to play here back in what? 2020, I think
1: that, yeah, right, that was right when well, COVID
0: was happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We all know what happened in 2020. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, Kevin Sheedy's brainchild, you know, yeah. he's, he's always been a huge supporter of spreading the game overseas. And now there's uh, somebody, there's
0: somebody I should try to get on the show to talk about this. And you know what? Yeah. I know some, I know somebody who I think probably knows him and might be able to put me in touch.
1: Oh, we have like 15 mutual friends on Facebook. It's hilarious. He'll occasionally pop up in my suggested feed. Yeah. But no, like it's it that's his brainchild. You know, obviously Mm -hmm. Essendon, GWS, the clubs he coached, you know, being being able to obviously the logistical concern is getting a stadium and getting a good turnout for it to be financially viable because it's Mm -hmm. freaking expensive to stage any footy game. I know they tried the Anzac game in New Zealand, Port Adelaide tried China for a few years. But that's a huge, that's a huge money pit that a lot of people aren't willing to go down. So they'd have to do it right with the stadium, with the capacity and obviously getting, you know, getting the word out in the States so that it won't just be an entirely Aussie crowd, that Americans will rock up and be like, oh, what's this? This is actually amazing. Why don't we have it here? Mm hmm as for the nfl down under i mean it's tempting to say that that's that could happen sooner rather than later too
0: i, I think i think it could also you know it's because there there is yeah you know, because the nfl is is huge in australia
1: it's getting there yeah it's it's, think, it's
0: yeah it's yeah, it is it's, getting there
1: i think um and yeah again it's tempting i mean we've had mexico city we've had london we've this past year we had germany games mm-hmm. in the nfl i mean mm-hmm. Granted, they made sure that Tom Brady was playing because, you know, even everybody in Germany knows who Tom Brady is. But I think, um, but no, I think there's definitely, um, you know, there's good outreach by the NFL in terms of like, you know, the right, London right. games sell out within the hour these days. And I think the bigger problem with bringing it to Australia, it's not that there wouldn't be a fan turnout. I know they tried college games in Sydney uh, once or twice uh, about five or 10 years ago. But, um, then stadium issues came up in sydney that's the big thing you know brisbane and sydney are the only places that would have rectangular stadiums that uh-huh. have enough capacity you know 50 60k for uh an nfl game and again mm-hmm. given that you would need it to be a sellout in order to make it you know viable from a dollars and cents perspective you know you'd have to do it right so or or I from an optic or from
0: that, an optic standpoint
1: Oh, of course, or you know,
0: optics because like, you, you don't want the stadium to look empty when you're when you're. No kidding. There. Yeah.
1: And also, I mean, like you know, logistically, again, you'd have to make sure that you know, you do it right, and of course, also, you you know, the players will. You have to have a bye week either before or after because that travel would be a grind. Right. I've made, right. I've made the nonstop flight. It's a, from LA to Melbourne nonstop is about fifteen hours, and mm-hmm. it is absolute slog so that would be a big issue as well in terms of like you'd have to arrange it again NFL or FL you'd have to arrange it right before right after a bye week just to account for the insane logistics so it's yep. automatically a short week you know it would automatically be a short week just because you know you lose a day on the way back and you gain yeah. a day yeah going there. so You know, it's, it, there's a lot of logistics, but it could be done. It's just a question.
0: I think that maybe, maybe I think that the NFL might, might find themselves wanting to possibly play maybe a preseason game there where they have a little bit more time to fiddle around with in terms of getting the club, getting the club back, getting them reestablished or getting their, their body clocks back right before the season starts.
1: I think that's I think that's a great idea to some extent. I think the problem is that, you know, again, speaking of, of both sports simultaneously, with AFL, I think you have more chance for like an instant hit. Like, oh, it's preseason footy, but you know, brand new sport to these Yanks. Mm-hmm. Uh they're gonna enjoy it regardless, as right, opposed right. to let's be honest, preseason NFL is unwatchable most of the time and would put an Aussie Fair enough in. So Fair I
0: enough.
1: think um I think that would work better in the AFL context here in the States as opposed to vice versa.
0: That's so. probably true. That's true. Because yeah, especially you don't want it to be the third week of preseason where, you know, the, none of the starters are playing or anything like that. Yes. Yeah, so, or actually they usually do play a little bit in the third, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I just, I just hope that they realize that this is, you know, a, a somewhat of an untapped, or maybe maybe not untapped, but not tapped enough marketplace. Yeah, them. yeah. I don't yeah. want to say untapped because they had they have you know they did you know they did some things back in 2020 when they you know they had Eddie McGuire doing the the show on SiriusXM and they were they were rebroadcasting you know games on the Dan Patrick Channel. I don't think that continued. Since I
1: don't think then, it did either. But, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's yeah that's a creative idea, and I think um, you know and yeah, speaking of like. Guys like Dan Patrick, I mentioned Pat McAfee earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's promoted footy. I'm pretty sure he has assigned Mason Cox Guernsey somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. he, he obviously McAfee's a former punter, and uh, he he's he's well aware of the Aussie phenomenon in punting. So I think um, having someone like that, you know, given what an audience he has, having him uh, go viral talking about footy, even if uh, if I remember correctly, his terminology wasn't always great still don't think he knows exactly what a mark is and no. how, uh, you know, you can play on or just kick. But, no. um, uh, but still, I mean, like he, someone like him has a huge audience and mostly on places like YouTube or Instagram yeah. where, you know, it, it can rack up views very, very quickly. So I, I, I think would those love are that, can, that can be tapped into as well.
0: I would love to help him figure some of those things out, but I am still blocked by him on Twitter. Still don't have a clue how uh, that happened. I yeah. still have no clue how that happened, but, uh,
1: I figure
0: it did yeah
1: yeah but no I, I think um yeah i think there's definitely um the crossover potential in terms yeah. of again a meteorites deal is a huge thing having the grand final at a time where you know it, it's it's better for the overseas market is it's definitely something that that you know to reiterate that i think it's really important so
0: and and while i like that i think we also have to keep in mind that that when it comes to the grand final we are not the we are not the target audience at that point in time. It's, yes. I mean, that, that's kind of us. That's in a way that's kind of us here. See us. We're Americans. It should, it should be the way we want it. And we, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we have to go, yeah, what's the, who's, uh, you can't always, you can't, Oh, I don't want to say this. you can't always get what you want, but some, who who's sang that song? Oh, it's stones. Is it the stones. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
1: I, I definitely. um And I think also like in terms of the way, And I think this might become a trend, you know, like there's a sports is so analytics focused these days. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's in footy. It's in NFL. Like everything is so advanced because, you know, we live in a pretty advanced time. uh, Analytics wise, there's so many different things you can do to kind of get a leg up on the competition. And I think um, just Aussie coaches learning from American coaches and vice versa. I think um, I know we talked to or I think you might have talked about it. Uh, with me on social media before but when tazzy was still commissioning the group to you know officially give the go-ahead for a tazzy team you know you had clarkson out um was on that committee and he traveled with the green bay packers and he was kind of looking at like you know Tazzy's a small market green bay is a small market how have the packers been able to thrive and you know of course they have a unique uh, ownership model. They've right, right. You know, they've survived in an era that should have squished them like bugs mm-hmm. from a, a market standpoint. You know, like the, the place where I went to college is the size of Green Bay, like 100, a <laughs> 110 thousand yeah. people. It's by far the tiniest NFL market, and by extension, Tazzy is going to be in a similar boat. But I think those are the kinds of things that you know, the more knowledge that can be gained back and forth from mm-hmm. from coaches in I sport, I think is massive
0: absolutely yeah so before we wrap up um i did want to ask you about your your footy so when when do the dragons get started again with their training or have you already started
1: right um dragons are starting um in a little over a month we uh, thankfully we got a really good ground we've had had it booked in uh since the end of last year actually so we've um we we definitely had you know some issues with uh Put it this way, a city the size of LA should not have so few parks and even fewer parks that are big enough for footy. So that's been a challenge. Thankfully, mm-hmm. we're right by LAX. So um whoever's leaving or, or going can maybe get a nice little aerial view of practice on well, there you go. Um, day nights. But yeah, dragons are about to get going again. I'm on the board again this year, helping out with social media and communications, which is I did that once before, but um it, it's good to be involved again and uh I'm definitely looking forward to the season. We've got – we should have some guys coming back. Unfortunately, we are losing a couple of guys who are heading back to Australia. But there's definitely a lot of talent. There's definitely the desire to get better. You know, we hosted Nationals last year. Honestly, didn't do that well. So we're definitely motivated to uh, have a bigger offseason and get mm-hmm. fitter as a group. And I think we're definitely – you know the schedule's out. I think we're definitely um, you know, in a good position. We also okay. – um, have some exciting stuff coming up in terms of, you know, just the branding and, uh, the, you know, the, the social media stuff. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I'm okay. excited to be a part of it, but yeah, training starting soon. Good. We know what the schedule is going to be for the most part, you know, Western regionals is up in Seattle this year and we got nationals in Florida again. So mm-hmm. Uh, hope you can make it down. I know I, uh, I, it's never a good time with school and all, but it does fall around Columbus Day weekend, so okay. maybe you can maybe you can try to Let's see if I can get uh, a day off. A yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I know that I, I believe the Midwest regionals this year are in Columbus. Oh, I really? Think. I think got so. Got, got so so, I, so I do play. If if that's the case, I do plan. If even if it's in Cincinnati, I do plan on going to that and spending the weekend there. Um yeah, And getting yeah, to you, see you, as you much. Went as to.
1: You saw Cincinnati play Columbus last year.
0: Cincinnati, right? uh, two years. ago. Cincinnati, Columbus, Nashville was there. Indianapolis was there. Nice. Um, yeah, and there was a young man that was playing for the Nashville team who now plays for the New England Patriots. Okay. Um, yeah, who was just—I mean, he's a tight end for them. Wow. Uh named Matt. I think it's his last name is Sokol. S O K O L. And he played. He was a tight end at Michigan State, and he was okay. about—he was about he six six. Wow. And, I, and he was phenomenal. Oh, I'm absolutely sure. phenomenal. Yeah.
1: How, how crazy is that to think about? I think yeah. Um, no, Yeah. Like uh, in terms of, you know, transferring those skills. Like I, I, um, I was talking with, uh, with a uh, Khalil sample the other, uh, a few weeks ago when mm-hmm. we were, um, I was like, you know, hypothetically, like what, what NFL athletes or what NBA athletes you think, you know, given the right training and everything else, of course, would be the most athletically suited for footy. You know, imagine imagine someone like Trevor Lawrence playing center half forward, six six, okay. phenomenal strength. You know that that'd be crazy to, to think about. Or Tyler Murray as a a Kazi Pickett type. You know, right, I right. think um, yeah, the hypotheticals are so fun to think about because again, you know, the athleticism is you know it's it's a different type of body structure. It's a different type of fitness, but. You know, that's the the skills are transferable to some degree.
0: I mean, I, I would think that some of your, maybe some of the slot receivers would do pretty well. You know, in the like, as your as your Tyson Stengles and your Kazi Picketts and your Shea Boltons mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, they would they would probably fill that role admirably. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so. think
1: um, yeah. Again, it's it's the hypotheticals are always fun. Oh yeah. That
0: would, that is, that is a good idea to think about that. So, I mean, that's just another way to kind of translate, you know, the, the skill sets from the NFL to what, what they see going on there. But yeah.
1: Um, yeah. We, we can't all, always be uh, pendles and transfer from basketball to footy. Now, can we? He
0: he played basketball. I didn't know about that. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, For those, for those of you who were listening and wondering what the hell we're talking about, uh, the, he just stepped down as the captain of the Collingwood uh, football club and, uh, Every time every, he's been playing the game now for fifteen sixteen years now, something like that
1: yeah and and every oh. game
0: every game he still plays the the announcers always seem to reference his background playing basketball it gets referenced every single game and it, it's it's kind it's almost like you know I don't drink but it's almost like the drinking game On oh hey they said he played basketball take a drink uh <laughs> in my case it would be coffee but uh <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah no it's it's um yeah it's it, it every time every time they mention it and um no i, I think um and if i'm not mistaken he uh he played underage basketball and footy with uh Matthew Della Vedova who of course uh played in the nba for many years
0: with the cavaliers yeah and he's, like, he's yeah. back in australia i think he's playing in the nbl now i think he went back to australia he, to he play in the nbl yeah yep i tried reaching out to him to get him on the podcast and never heard back from him bummer oh well oh you well try uh,
1: you should try Hugh Greenwood
0: OK, I'll
1: yeah, do, he, he, of course, he played uh, he played basketball here in the States for my alma mater's big rival, UNM. And every mm-hmm. year he and I were both there, uh, UNM beat NMSU. So he his, his jump shot was great. But and then um, ironically enough, you know, he uh, he moved back to Australia initially for the NBL and then transitioned back to footy. Um, and that was and then years later, when I discovered footy, I'm like, wait, is that the same guy? And when he was at UNM, I, I, I knew he was Aussie, but of course I didn't know what footy was at the time. Mm-hmm. So he's another guy who pops up in my suggested friends list occasionally. Okay. Cool, cool. He's, so, uh, he plays for North Melbourne now, of course.
0: Yeah. So um, if you were to, and I know you're not in the advertising aspect of of what you do, but if you were to put together like an advertising tagline that, that Fox Sports would put on, if they would actually advertise that there were games on, instead of just putting them on in the middle of the night, hoping people are going to discover them, yeah, what would your tagline be?
1: No, it's not rugby, because that's always the question that everyone has to answer first. Okay. <laughs> Being a fan in the states.
0: Okay. Well, you know,
1: think, uh, no. In in all seriousness, um, yeah. I mean, I I can't really. I, that's a good homework assignment to think yeah. of a catchy hashtag that um that could. Translate to the U.S. audience, but also be like uniquely, uniquely Aussie. Well,
0: well, you you mentioned the rugby players referring to footy as aerial ping pong, and I think the rugby <laughs> players are just jealous because they have zero vertical. They, <laughs> yeah, all they, well, they, they have they, are,
1: are giant trapezoids. They had,
0: just have big shoulders and such. They don't. They don't have a vertical. I mean, maybe maybe two three sheets of paper underneath there is about it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's a good well, one. I, I think. Um, no, I think there's. Um, yeah i think you know that there's definitely where there's a will there's a way and and footy yeah. will eventually cross over the smaller the world gets it's just um that's true
0: that's true and, so.
1: and also you know on the flip side we, we kind of lose you know the the hipster street cred of oh i know this cool aussie sport that no one else watches over here you know like but no i think there's um you know it's 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 so infectious you know you get people yeah. involved and you you get them hooked again they 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 see the beauty of it they see The tradition and the atmosphere Mm -hmm. of what makes it so special.
0: I mean, I I have converted one person into a fan so far, so I mean, I'm hoping to double that this year.
1: There Uh, we go. That was um the that was the vice principal your school, right? Yeah,
0: he's the he's the principal now. Yeah, he's an Essendon supporter.
1: Oh, poor guy. Yes,
0: yeah, I know, I know. I I I... didn't
1: tell him about uh the the drought when you converted him
0: no i didn't uh, but i and i haven't even i don't think i've sent him that twitter account either cuz i think he should he should have that twitter account in his uh, in his feed coming up every day cuz it's over 6000 days now from what somebody mentioned the other day and i yet i'm not somebody who's going to harp on that and, and and you know because you know i'm i'm a cleveland browns fan and the last time we won a championship i was in diapers and the way things are going i may be back in diapers was <laughs>
1: Well, hey, I think that's um that's another thing that the AFL and the NFL have in common is the banter, the trash yes. talk.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: It's so it's so fun because you uh-huh. know I think um I mean granted in America we don't often call each other cunts but it's yeah. uh, it's nonetheless a very fun yes. vibe when you're when you're talking smack on on Facebook or in but that AM.
0: but that is that is meant with such admiration when it's used there. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it, I think it has a different connotation here than it does there. Oh, most definitely. And, and I'm not allowed to even say that on my own podcast. I've been told I'm not allowed to say that word. So I'm not <laughs> going to say that here. And I'll, but I'll leave yours in because I've already marked it on my, my doc here to make sure I mark this one explicit. Because we did, you know, but, uh, Rick, man, I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening to come on. This has been a great chat. I love talking to you because you are one of the most passionate people about this game that, that I've met, you know, and I, and I thank you still. And I know I've thanked you before. Thank you for not telling me when you were actually literally the first person to reach out to me on Twitter when I was tossing out this idea of doing a, a footy podcast. And you basically said, that sounds like a great idea. That's a wonderful idea. You did. It wasn't, Okay, you dumbass! What the hell are you thinking? You didn't do that to me, so I, I tip my cap to you, sir, because I, I, I truly appreciate that, uh, and uh, you know, I, I needed that affirmation, I think, in that, in that situation there. So,
1: yeah, no, again, it's a small world, and I, w- I was happy to do it. I vividly remember being in Darwin in the wet season, in sweltering mm-hmm. humidity, and being on Twitter and browsing through footy stuff as you do, and. Uh, I your name popped up and I was like, oh, what's this? And then I, I saw your idea and having no idea I was the first, let alone yeah. anyone else, Um, you know, following you and, and picking up on the idea in the footy Twitterverse, for lack of a better term. But right, no, right. It's, it's, it's great that you've done this. I know you've had so many views, so many listens all over the world. You know, everyone appreciates the fact that, there's one more person in America talking about the greatest sport on earth, and yeah. it's it's something where it's proactive. And the more people find out about footy, the more chances you get to uh, expose the podcasts. And mm-hmm. in reverse, the more people you get to tell at school, telling your community about the greatest sport ever. So I think there's um, you know, you're you're just as passionate as me. Trust me.
0: <laughs> well, thanks, man. Thanks. Always As a pleasure, again,
1: and it's it's great talking footy um, no matter who it is because it's such a great sport, and I can talk about it for hours.
0: Yep. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on again, man, and uh, cheers to you and all the best.
1: Cheers, Craig. Okay, Looking forward to the other episodes coming out, and, and whoever's out there and wants to give AFL a shot, you'll be glad you did.
0: And do me a favor. Um, hide your car, and I'll leave it at that. I won't say anything else. Just hide your car.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's, uh, (laughs) a good good rule of thumb in general.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay, man. Have a great evening.
1: You too. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. All right, Rick, thanks for taking time out of your evening to sit down. I know you uh, had been busy. You had just moved into a new place. I appreciate your insight. You, you, as I've said, you've been a huge friend of the podcast. I love exchanging notes with you messages with you about all things footy and other things as well. Movie related as well. Um, and, um, I appreciate your help in trying to figure how do we go about encouraging our fellow Yanks to watch more AFL or in the case of the LA Dragons, get them to come out and uh, try playing footy themselves. If you head over to the USAFL website, you can find the links to the, I believe, 47 clubs now. I'm not going to get into that any further, but there are now 47 clubs in the USAFL all over the United States. And uh, if you live in a major metropolitan area, you probably have a club in your city or in a very short drive. So if you're somebody who still has a passion to go out and compete, you may want to check out playing the game as well. But uh, if you want to watch it, well, you can certainly do that as well. And um, in a couple of days, I will be going through my preview uh, episode for round one, as well as giving you my uh, ladder predictions for 2023, and we'll discuss the games that are going to be televised here in the United States, but you can find all that information on the website afana.com, A-F-A-N-A dot uh, the Australian Football Association of North America, and they do a great job reporting on the game, but they also do a fantastic job of keeping tabs on what games are going to be broadcast on either FS1, FS2, or on the Fox Soccer Plus channel. Or a group of channels, I guess, technically. So, again, Rick, thanks for uh, coming on today. Ladies and gentlemen, remember that you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll uh, sign up on the mailing list. I am closing in on about 125 people on the mailing list. So, when new episodes come out, you'll have it in your inbox in about 45 seconds uh, right after it's uh, released. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, you've been listening for a while, or if you're new and it it's something you think, wow, this is pretty awesome, and you want to head over to my website, you can leave a review there, or you can uh, click on the review button at the top, and it'll take you to Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review there as well. Help help trigger that alg- the algorithm over to Apple, and let's get more people checking out the podcast. If you want to help out the show as well and keep it up and running, since I'm a one-man operation, you can also click on that Buy Me a Coffee button there if you want to, you know, help to, you know, defray some of the costs of uh, of running the podcast that'd be greatly appreciated you certainly don't have to do that but if you do that would be absolutely awesome and uh again don't don't hesitate to leave me a note and all of my socials you can find links for those over at my website you can find me on twitter at yank underscore on on facebook at yank on the footy podcast or yank on the footy on instagram you can find my name craig wessels on linkedin and on uh, facebook as well if you want to connect there uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another, check up on your friends, make sure they're okay, tell them you love them, take them out for a coffee, take them out for a beer, whatever you do. If you need to talk to somebody, please, please check those numbers that I have in the show notes, um, the numbers for organizations like Beyond Blue. Please reach out to somebody if you need to speak to somebody. Don't, don't feel as though you have to battle through something all by yourself. There are people there who will listen. And there are people there who will help. So please check on your friends. And if you need help, get that help. Now, ladies and gents, I do close out every episode the same way. So if you are new to the podcast, here comes that closing. Ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 243 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Yank on the Footy and A Yank on the Footy podcast, respectively. You can find me on LinkedIn as well as on Facebook as me. Uh, I do appreciate you listening. And I do hope you'll also share the episode with your friends. If you're an American who's uh, curious about uh, the AFL, and you have any questions, please reach out. Um, I'll be happy to answer any questions that I can. I would maybe even love to have a roundtable discussion with Americans who are new to the AFL to talk about the game with them and get their thoughts on it. So if you're somebody who would be interested in doing that, if you've checked out the game, please reach out. I'd love to chat with you about it. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye.